Welcome to the Funding Moments Podcast. Episode 16, Finding Moments Podcast, and I'm looking forward to this one. We are talking about summer and what to do with our kids. It's right around the corner. So to get us ready for our Finding Moments Podcast, Linnell found some really great articles talking about summer camp, finding structure for our kids versus allowing some free time and free play. I see a lot of posts online tagging play matters. I I don't know about you guys, but as a kid, like I didn't have a lot of structure in the summer. I did crazy things like water fights with my friends or setting up summer Olympics with cutting medals out of cardboard and doing fun and games and a lot of time on a basketball court. But I don't remember piano lessons or a lot of activities. And I seem to feel like our friends are scheduling like crazy right now. And it's, it's a mad dash to see who can get their kids enrolled first. My memories too are things like building a tree house. There was a tree that we always played in in the summer and we would spend hours in that tree. You know, just little things like that, going down to the creek are unstructured, but you can take some of those unstructured things and give them a little bit of structure so that your children have direction when you can't constantly be monitoring them in the summer. And I think that's the part that causes a lot of people's stress is yes, they have summer off, but I do not, I still have to work. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. I'm in the somewhat enviable position of working from home and it's extremely part-time. So it's usually only a couple of hours, a few days a week. They're home now. Typically they're at school when all of that goes on during the school year. And it's a lot more challenging to manage than when they're not here, of course. And I know there are a lot of families where the parent or caregiver has to work a whole day at home with the kids home. And it's tough. Well, I mean, I think that's one thing people found out quickly in the pandemic that having being at home working while your kids are at home, that's not easy to do. No, (laughs) no, it's not. Uh, But I think that, you know, one of the things I like to do in, um, I think I was telling you that it's a multiple, it's the activity list, the task list we have for kids. It's also a great way to write down all of their favorite things in the summer and tell them to cross it off. Plus, who doesn't like to cross things off lists, right? Right. Totally. They get to kind of rotate through things without you being there to guide them. So instead of them coming in and interrupting you, I'm bored. I don't have anything to do. They have this list of these fun activities that they can do throughout the day and you can switch them out. And I, I kind of cheated actually, I'd tell you guys this, but I went and pulled out the um, outdoor adventure list and I've been stealing things off of it. To do <laughs> the one from up the no our outdoor adventure activity list that oh, we did to go at the token so right. I've been stealing activities off of it because there's some really fun things to mix in to activities like I didn't I was like oh this is a great activity we've already done some of them so we did the geocaching um, a couple of weekends ago the to, the mom and I and our two kids and we went on a geocaching adventure. So just working some of those things in just to get us back outdoors. And I think too, like this year is going to be different because we, you know, just with the economy and the gas prices, you know, mm-hmm. planning a family vacation, there's some different considerations this summer. Yeah. <laughs> we need to enjoy our space, but everybody's tired, obviously, of being inside. So I was like, oh, we have that list. There's all these great outdoor activities. I'm going to start going through and 
we're going to pull these out and use them as a family. So it became, it's, it's been kind of fun. There's a lot of like, I forgot about all the stuff on the list too. So we're really having fun with it. That's great. Love that. Yay. Well, I, I think we're just also pent up because the pandemic changed everything. So the, the, the takedown time to stay at home, but then we got to enjoy it a little bit and we got used to it. So the work from home model, uh, we have a pretty flexible policy right now in our office. So Mondays and Fridays are work from home and Tuesdays through Thursdays, you try to be in the office and it's just, it's just a different feel. I think we'll find level at some point, but summer is going to introduce this whole new element to an unstructured environment. So sleeping in, we don't have to get up and take the kids to school in the morning. So we pick up an extra hour. Lovely. We have a zombie for a 13 year old prior to 8 a.m. Oh, nine. Like we, 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 <laughs> yes. we have to go flip the lights on. It's it's like dad's personal torture horror shop to try to get him up <laughs> in the morning. Um, but he likes to stay up late to the point mm-hmm. where he thinks he's pulling one over and he stays up till 10 or 11. And I think that's Linnell, you already know it. That's teenager, I'm sure. And we're just discovering it for the first time. Yeah. Well, you guys also have a, you have a longer commute than I have. Like you, your drive for drop-off is long. So. Yeah. So it'll be lovely to not have to do that on a particular time crunch. Re-entry in August is going to be ugly. So we'll definitely have to build that back in and start bumping up the wake up time gradually because to go cold turkey i don't think anybody will survive (laughs) we should uh reconvene um before august and do a podcast on like tips and tricks for that re-entry process because it is like something you gotta start planning to make that smooth oh uh, in our particular case absolutely because we're gonna get out of that routine that fast i can just tell which is fine. And some, a break that we're all going to need. However, (laughs) the inevitable end will come and it's not going to be pretty. Summers are a little unique for Trish and I, because with my day job, I'm gone a lot in the summer. So a lot of my travel is around holidays. And so we have to find those moments and make them count. So if we plan a camping trip, we try to make it very, very meaningful. We were lucky to get one at uh, Rocky Mountain uh, National Park. We're going to make it a little extra special. So we got uh, four nights at the park and we got a night at the Stanley Hotel in uh, Estes Park, which they have a wonderful haunted tour of the hotel because that's there's a whole myth there with the shining but you can do trips that don't need to be these grand vacations especially in a year with inflation and fuel and it doesn't always have to be disney and so sometimes the best ones are the camping out in your backyard yeah and having the kids have their friends over and one of the articles that you sent over Linnell was talking about how important summer is for discovering how to build relationships and sometimes schools are so structured that, I mean, our kids claim that I don't believe it, but they claim they only have 15 minutes for lunch. So summer is really where they can have that time to just chill with their friends with the potato chips and talk about nothing. How do you do that and keep them off a screen? And like, that's the challenge, right? That is the thing. When you think really about your childhood memories, like, yes, I remember going to Disneyland and it was a big deal, but that's what I really remember. And that brings back the good feelings are summers at my grandparents' farm. 
And like I said, that tree in the yard, <laughs> like I have so many memories of us playing house in that tree. And those are the things that have stuck with me and have all the good feelings with them. Not that Disneyland wasn't fun and amazing. Obviously it's, you know, every kid's dream, right. To go there. It's, it, it's not, that's not the thing that I always go back to. I have that nostalgia for. Mm-hmm. So here's a question. A lot of the articles that you sent, and we'll get these all posted for everybody so that you can all take a look at them yourselves mentioned. I'm going to call it that like eighties summer which dates us all, but that's about when we were growing up where you got kicked out in the morning after breakfast and you had to be home when the streetlights came on in the evening and your parents didn't see you in between. And that was okay. And that is categorically not the way the world works anymore. My question is, I would love to give our kids a taste of that, even if it's only like half a day or one day or whatever we can figure out logistically, none of the kids are here. There, We are the lone ranger or darn close to it in trying to strive for that unstructured approach. And so consequently, the peers with whom everybody used to hang out, I'm thinking of Sandlot, the film, I'm thinking of all of those types of super nostalgic, probably somewhat overstated <laughs> um, magic summers where you didn't have anything and you could just go hang out with whoever was around. There ain't nobody around. How do we fix that? How do we adjust to it's not nearly as much fun to do with your sibling? Right. No, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, I think that, you know, there's a, you know, there's, a, like you said, the world's a different place now. I wouldn't, you know, we really did sometimes literally get locked out of the house coming in and out. <laughs> so much <better. laughs> right. <laughs> um, but, you know, and we roamed all over the woods and played in the creek. Like those are things like, mm-hmm. you know, you just don't really want your kid to do. But right. I think that building a community and I feel like it's contagious. So if you can find a couple of friends and you start that dynamic in a more structured way, I suppose saying I can add structure to some of these unstructured activities. So, you know, having them over and having them over in the backyard and the kids do s'mores or you have them over in the backyard and they, you know, build a tent or you have a tree house in your backyard or you build a tree house with the kids for the summer. Maybe that's a project goal the family has. Then it get, the other families start to do the same. Like the, I'll host a s'mores evening. I'll... And then you start to have that. We kind of have an interesting thing now that you you brought this up, an interesting dynamic that's happened in our neighborhood. There is a very large creek way back beyond behind our property. And it's such a big creek that it has fish in it. It's just really cool space down there. And you can get to it from the storm drain. So it is this unspoken thing. And when we moved in the neighborhood, dad came over, asked us if we had kids, explained the whole storm, the creek and storm drain situation. And so it is this awesome thing that's passed on and everybody's house who backs out there, we keep an eye on the kids. You can hear them like they're down there playing, having a good time, but it's been now this community thing where like, oh, the kids are back there. And the kids really have freedom, but they have supervision. They have a whole neighborhood that's now the neighborhood watch is really for the kids to keep <laughs> right. them out of trouble. But right. um, 
but you know, it's things like that start to spread when you it's, it's, it is different. It, you know, I know everybody's so tired of hearing you have to adjust, but it is a different world, but you can still create those things. You just have to go about it a different way. I think. Dad hacks, a couple of things for summer, even though I'm not around a lot for the month of June, I try to make the most of it. And one of my favorite summertime activities is homemade root beer. Just go on Amazon. You can get the little bottles of extract from uh, hires and some dry ice, little sugar and a little water. It is the best. And you'll watch friends come over just to get homemade root beer when you make it. Letting the kids veg on a deck, but maybe pull them off the screen. We would set an, a movie screen and a projector outside and let them watch a movie under the stars. Always good. A couple other hacks are just go for a drive. It doesn't, it doesn't take a lot of effort on an early morning to watch a sunrise or on an evening to check out the city lights. No matter where you live, you can find a hill and you can just see those city lights and do that once or twice. Sleepovers with friends, always popular. And that's the way, Trish, that I think we've been able to get around some of the daytime over scheduling as we let them over to our house or vice versa. And they, they party on as much as they can. They wipe out all the soda and all the snacks and <laughs> they go for it and they don't wake up. Right. One of the things that we were doing with just school days on the drive, you mentioned Linnell and trying to make a moment out of it is flipping to a different musician and going through their catalog. And so, you know, one day is Tom Petty, the other day might be uh, LL Cool J. And you just start going through different varieties of music and start to teach them. And that can be a moment as well. And it, it's a different one. And the kids have their favorites now and they've gotten hooked. I think Piano Man just got downloaded this morning. Um, mm-hmm. So there's ways you can take and find the moment my favorite that you sent over Linnell is the bucket list. And I think that is such a great thing. We're going to try it this year, write down everything you want to accomplish in the summer and see if you can get through it. I do think the one thing I think about those lists is that sometimes parents, and I actually did make a little note because I wanted to bring that up too. I think parents stress themselves out a lot over those lists. Like we tend to put these grand ideas. We want our kids to all have these wonderful experiences. We want to do things for them, take them places. And I think sometimes we make those lists so grand because we want so much for our kids that the actual execution to get those things done becomes very stressful for the parents. And I just really think that like, again, the things that we kind of hold on to and remember are those things that create where we had a relationship experience. There's something in those that like that connection to my grandparents and their farm and the correct connection that I had to my siblings with that tree house. That's what it is. It's the relationship piece that was in there. Making those lists where they don't necessarily have to be these big grand ideas. They just have to be cool experiences. And you can do those in your own backyard. And even taking some of these things like putting in the everyday activity list, like when I was going through that list that we had made together, the things that I thought were really cool was like outdoor obstacle course, you know, backyard slip and slide. You can work from a table near a window where you can watch your kids. They're not inside and you can keep an eye on them. And then they're out there building their own obstacle course. They're on the slip and slide. You can give them a list of things to do outside. And I think that taking those things and kind of making the list, like your big ones, like the root beer Um, one year for us, it was um, building a robot. So that was the project. And there was so much excitement over getting that done that It was something that she did every day for a little bit, at least, because she wanted to get that robot built. 
So I think just finding some things that are goal oriented activities that will stretch too. They're not just like a one-time thing is also important as well. It doesn't have to be a long trip. Like, you know, you can go, you can go camping, you know, that's a pretty easy one to work in there, but something that you can build into your plan. I also think, and I know that, that this is the part that that's like the overwhelming part is sitting down to do this, but we usually take a day before summer hits and we get out her calendar. So what she just has like the old school, real calendar that you flip that'll, I don't know, last year it was a cat yoga calendar. I can't remember what she has this year. Um, cat <laughs> yoga. We, I love yeah, it. It was, yeah. Pictures of cats doing yoga, but we basically plan the whole summer. So what we're going to do when we're going to do it ahead of time. And I feel like that keeps us on course rather than it being, Oh my gosh, I did not realize this snuck up so fast. We have to be on a plane in two weeks, you know? Yeah. Um, I think that that helps a lot. And I think it also helps when you had the mindset that your goal is to have experiences, not exactly always grand events that those experiences are in there because we always have these great ideas, but it getting, they're like, Oh yeah, I forgot we were going to do this this summer. I completely forgot about it. So to take that list of activities that your kid likes and some ideas you're bringing to the table and really map out like, Hey, what weekend do we want to do this on? Like what weekend do we want to go out to what weekend do we want to build our own boat and go out to the, you know, lake at the park and float our boat, you know, what weekend do we want to schedule that in so that there's these things to look forward to over summer that become these cool experiences to have together. That sounds like a really good idea because it's really easy for the time to get away from you and for, you know, families that have two parents working, you know, you get to the weekend and you're like, okay, we got to mow the lawn. We got to hit the store. We got to do X, Y, and Z. And then it's gone. And all of a sudden you're staring August down and it's time to do the back to school shopping and get ready for all that stuff. And it's too late. Yeah. My thing is if I, when I don't do that, what ends up happening, it's usually this, you said we were going to do X. Oh yeah. I did say that. Uh, Amazon can't get the stuff here that quickly. (laughs) That's usually what happens to me. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. A family reading list. I, one of the articles was talking about that and that's a way to keep your brain active, but maybe allow a little bit more freedom for your kid versus the summer read or the school time reading list Mm. or the homework. For me, like, I guess I'm old school, but there's a set of, I know you're not supposed to use the word chores, but there's, there's ways to help the family out that can add structure to the kid's day that doesn't have to take a lot of time. We'll tighten that up when we get into the summertime to where, hey, please take out the garbage. Please do this. Because if you do that, then I've got some more time to spend with you and do some fun things. There's also meeting the child on where their level is. We have one that's an artist. We've got another one that likes to take things apart. So Trisha helped him. He bought an old iPod and he's going to tear it apart and try to figure out how it works. Okay. Well, that's fun. That that's good for a few weeks to figure out what he can do with it or not. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of ways that you can still develop skill sets, keep them entertained. I think the trick is, is allowing enough freedom from all the articles that you sent over to let them explore. And that's what they probably don't get now in a typical school year. They may not be able to go out and find the kids, but you can invite the kids over. And I do think it is contagious because eventually other parents start doing the same thing. Um, And it's also nice because you're not the only parent that's having to think of the ideas when that happens. But I think too, like what I hear from a lot of parents is that 
I don't know if you guys noticed it, but when the articles, it talks about the percentage of things that get broken in the house over the summer by the I children. I saw that. I, I, I was laughing. I was flabbergasted. <laughs> the high percentage of you, you're listening to this, like that's not abnormal that things are getting broken in your house over the summer. Um, but that and the electronics, those two things seem to be something that it's just really hard. And when you're working and your kid now has the seven hours they were in school free in your own home. We want them to do things, you know, we do want them to explore and expand their interest. So having a list of activities that they can do and green books. And right now, the big thing are comic books and mangas. They have them for all ages now. That is the thing. So I think having a list that they make every week with you, or maybe you just keep that list rotating if they're really big faves and Again, mark it out because once you've done it, you have to go on to the next thing. So that starts to limit Well, you already had your screen time today, pick something else on your list. And they can't really say they're bored. Well, I I guess they can, but they just redirect them back to their list that they created (laughs) with you. I mean, you can put so many little things on there. Like you can have, I was just going to ask, let's hear some examples. Yeah. So if your kid build a fairy garden, that's one of the things we had on our list. Go out in the backyard, do a bug hunt. If you have a kid that's really into that, you can do sun photography. There's so many cool out outdoors things, you know, to get them out there digging for dinosaurs. If you have a younger one and there's digging for dinosaur kits that you can buy, you can really expand it. If you have a sandbox and make it like a whole day of archeology span parkour adventures, you can create those in your own backyard. If you do have very active children, just really, you will have to put yourself in a position to keep an eye on them. (laughs) Things like nature bingo, shadow mapping. There's so many things that they can do that is cool outside that you can put in there for kids like that, like to build things. You can make your own little pitfall traps. And there's this really cool thing I saw online where they took Legos and made this very cool water thing. Like the water went down in different parts of the Legos would turn like it was a water mill that just kept the water going down and like putting little like, you know, leaf boats in it, things like that. Cool. So there's a lot of things that you can put on there and kind of mix it up so that your kid is out there engaged in the world around them and not necessarily always on screen time. And I'm not saying that screen time is a bad thing. Like I understand like, you know, kids need to learn how to do, you know, operate electronics. Um, I'm not saying get rid of it, but why not let them expand their horizons over the summer and maybe get, you know, some experiences that also expand their One, one of the things that we found uh, our oldest is onto YouTube shorts and we actually, our jaw dropped. We uh, checked his screen time on his phone and he spent over 10 hours last week on YouTube shorts. And we're like, what, where did that come from? Um, directly correlated to going over our gig plan on our cell phone family mm-hmm. package. Yes. <laughs> it's all about balance. Like you don't want to take it away. And he just admitted that he was, he was burned out like with everything personally and with the, with school and just pandemic and just everything. Our kids are burned out. And so I think this summer is really, really important to try to get back some element of normalcy, a balance of taking a breath, but having some expectations um, at the same time of, yeah, pick up a book. Let's, let's try something a little different than, than maybe Dogman or, or, or the same comic book. Screen time, sure. Um, I tried to combat it a little bit. I got an old Atari 7800 that I found on uh, eBay and it works great. And I was able to get the games and it wasn't that much. And it's actually like, that's what I played as a kid. 
And what's really funny is it's not as easy for them to go play it or beat the levels. It's actually harder because they can't right. just keep picking up off the same level. It, it's yeah. These games were made to zone out. They weren't necessarily made to be addictive and keep them on it. So that's fun because you can get 15 or 20 minutes, but then they stop and then they go on to something. And they're kind of done, which is a nice side effect. But you can only play Pong for so long. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or Donkey Kong or... Um... Asteroids. Oh, Asteroids. That one's driving them batty. Sitting at a coffee shop sometimes is fun as well. We have a wonderful community center and a coffee bar. And sometimes if you can take the kids out of the house... You can still do work if you need to with your laptop and they're just in a different environment. So it might allow them to be more creative without as many distractions around what's inside the home. Picnics. Picnics are great, like, but have them help make it. Have them help make the picnic basket. Cooking, teaching how to cook or grill in the summer. These are, these are the chance for parents to be able to impart life skills while you have them. And when you blink, I think, Linnell, you're going to start teaching somebody how to drive soon, right? Yes, the summer is the permit test. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that is already on our uh, summer list and um, I will not be allowed to forget that. <laughs> I bet not. Oh, wow. That's Are you going to be able to sleep? That is the question. <laughs> I think the bottom line, just don't waste moments. Like, Don't be too rigid that you can't enjoy the minute that you are with your kids but also don't let it stress you out so much that you feel like you have to have every minute scheduled. That's my takeaway. Well, I think like the loosely designed activities that they go and they mark, it is a kind of a way to structure unstructured activities, but it's also, it's so nice when you've had, like you get to the end of your day and you can look forward to spending time with your kids walking in, like, what did you break? How long have you been staring at that TV? You know, you come in with better feelings and then it's more about coming together than being stressed out about what did my kids do while I was working today. <laughs> the other thing that you can do is you can take art together tokens and you can flip them to activity tokens. You don't want to overstructure, but hey, you don't know what to do. Pull a token out of the bag. Okay, go play outside or go do a STEM or do a board game. Read a book. Like you can actually mix it up a little bit because sometimes they just need a nudge because there's too much. They can't, the, the little ones especially can't prioritize what they want to do right now never thought about that. I really like that idea because um, you can take the ones that are all the different extra ones that are in there and they could expand their interest. I was so focused on outdoor stuff, I think, because we're so tired of being inside, but you're right. Like you could just, instead of like drawing something off the list, you could just go pick a token. One of the things that was mentioned in a lot of the articles was how lots of parents feel this sense of dread as summer approaches. And I think, you know, your daughter going for her driver's permit is a whole nother level of dread. <laughs> but I remember that feeling very well from when our kids were small and Chad was getting ready to leave town. All of the things that were keeping me sane, I lived for preschool <laughs> and it stopped and then Chad left and it was just really, really tough. But what I did to help combat some of that was I, first of all, I brought in family. My sister came in for a weekend. My folks would come over more frequently than they used to do, or we would go out there both. And that helped just not being with the kids in the house by yourself 
for too many days in a row. I would invent errands. We <laughs> just to get out of the house and especially when they're real small and they don't have enough interests or playmates or things like that to keep them busy. And even if they do, you know, hanging out with a playmate with a three-year-old is good for maybe 30 minutes if you're lucky, which is great, but it's only 30 minutes. So we went to every park that was within a 30-minute drive away. We went to all the stores all the time just to look or pick up one or two things. And that breaking up of the monotony really helped. But I I feel you, parents of littles, it's tough. Yeah, I mean, the uh, permit thing's happening, whether it's summer or not, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's true. Uh, But the other thing about when they're younger, or if you just have kids that just have a lot of energy, like going out and getting them out, also wears them out. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. They get to use that energy in a more productive fashion. Yeah, so I think that there is a lot to be said for that. I think things like just we'll we'll sometimes pick a new place to hike or we really like to go kayaking. So we're always hunting for places that are close to us so we can drive to and just get in a kayak. So I think like finding things like that and the kayaking thing has become our family thing. And that that's, so you find these things that are like, we just love it so much and it's become our thing. Now we do have a a teenager that's decided they don't want to do that anymore. And, it, you know, they do it, but it's one of those big grudging, you know, how it, when they get that age, like, okay, uh, yeah, if I have to, yeah. yeah. But I secretly <laughs> think, I secretly think she still gets some enjoyment out of being out there with us. So. Sure, sure. <laughs> well, I'm for one, I'm looking forward to a summer that is as normal as we've had for quite a while. And, you know, I just think parents, don't stress. Enjoy the time with your kids because it's gonna it's it's it it's gonna be different. It never really goes away. It's what you make of it. Even when I would imagine when they get older, enjoy it now while you have it, because we're seeing it with our um, our thirteen year old. He's spending more time with his friends. It's harder to get the thirty minutes or the hour here or there. That's okay but just make the most of the ones that you do have, even if it's just sitting back and playing on an Atari or cooking, or I'm going to teach him how to mow the lawn. I'm so looking forward to that. And that's an adventure in and of itself. He wants money. I need a lawn mower. So, you know, you can, there's a lot of ways you can create that moment and get them off a screen. It doesn't just have to be an overly structured summer camp. You can mix it up. Yeah. I mean, I think that is the thing. It's enjoying your time together because it's that enjoyment that's going to make it a lasting memory. And, and also for parents to remember, like it's to be enjoyed together. So you don't have to make a list. That's only what your kids want to do. Sometimes sharing the things that we like to do are just as important to building that relationship and having a good time together. Well, thanks for sharing finding moments podcast episode 16. We are so thankful for all of our followers all of the support especially over the last few months everyone hang in there summer's around the corner and we'll catch you next time thanks everybody bye bye